0: hello and welcome to the four comic junkies podcast when the comics aren't enough and you need a little extra fix i'm your host jj hodges and today we have a really special episode uh one i've been looking forward to for a long time uh we are celebrating 80 years of aquaman can you believe Aquaman is 80 years old? I mean, <laughs> I think back in, like, the 90s and the early 2000s, a lot of people thought Aquaman was some kind of joke and just made fun of him. Oh, he talks to fish. Oh, fish man, this, that. Uh, yeah, but you, uh, we're stupid and don't read comics. That's what they all sounded like, you see. But, uh, as we know now, they were wrong. Alcoman is awesome, and anyone who said he isn't is a dummy. <clears throat> Unless you were one of those people. Then in that case, I'm glad you're not a dummy anymore. Anyway, my guest today is Josh Lagerne from Josh Loves This. Uh yeah Josh is just such a great guy to have a conversation with. And I found that this was the first time we he and I talked like privately and, and obviously now publicly. And wow, do our quote-unquote origin stories align in such a cool way? And uh, and I'm very excited to share this with you. Uh, I think uh, I think you'll dig it. You know, uh, we uh, we both get to you know it's just fun to nerd out with people and and to be like, hey, are you a nerd? Yeah, me too. Oh my gosh, let's talk for an hour and record it and send it out to the internet for judgment. That's what we do here. Forgot to say this at the top of the episode, I'll say it now. This podcast is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network hosted by Batman on Film. And if you want to reach me, you can find me Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for Comic Junkies, that's FOR Comic Junkies. And you can email me for Comic Junkies at gmail.com. Folks, I am so excited to share this episode. Let's get right into it. Or shall I say, we'll do a deep dive. (laughs) Okay, here we go. All right. Thank you so much, Josh. Uh, I should have asked this before we were recording. Lagurn?
1: Lagurn, yeah.
0: Lagurn, okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. Josh Lagurn for joining me today uh, from the Josh Loves This podcast. Um, Such a... uh, you know a, a fun guy to have a conversation with and i'm looking forward to uh diving huh, pun intended deep into uh <laughs> the uh the aquaman movie with you so thank you for joining me today
1: i'm glad to be here jj um likewise to you man one of the one of the nicest and funniest dudes i think on on the hell site that is (laughs) twitter.com uh
0: yeah i did get into it with some zaddies not too long ago oh boy (laughs) yeah it was just and then i was telling my friends about it and you know it was just like we just had to laugh at the kind of the weirdness of of people like that but did uh, you
1: did you keep score on what names you were called is that did you did you tally all those up
0: i did not but the the two that made me laugh was they called me a, a failure as a podcast host, which I was like, "I'm doing all right," and <laughs> and they and somebody reported a couple of my tweets, and mm. but one of them was just LOL, and the other one was uh, replying to Tom Taylor when he announced that he's doing the Marvel Dark Ages comic book, mm. and I said, "What is up with this guy and and his obsession with destroying universes?" So they reported those tweets. And they were like, well, let's see what happens. Fingers crossed. We'll get this guy. And I was like, nothing's going to happen. It's
1: harmless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. It's so silly.
0: Yeah. But uh, moving on away from all that, uh, that unnecessary uh, silliness, um, what, uh, let's get into you for a second. What, um, what is your secret origin, so to speak, as a,
1: as a comic book or movie fan? Well, I blame it on my mother um Ah. she um when I was little uh I had a brother that was one year younger than me Mm -hmm. and um she would have us take naps um and now I understand why being 34 years old and interacting with children um (laughs) that run around outside my house when I'm trying to do meetings
0: um (laughs) not my
1: children my neighbor's children yeah um but um so she would make us take and we would say, but I don't want to sleep during the day. And she said, oh, well, you don't have to sleep. You just have to, like, relax for a little bit, you know? Yeah. So she would turn on um, TV for us, and we would watch Batman 66. Oh. Um, so that is how I started in the world of fandom. I loved Batman 66 as a little kid. It was so much fun. I loved all of the, like, I loved Adam West, and I loved all of the, like, boom, pow, like, um, like moments in the show and, yeah. and the villains. And I loved that every episode was a cliffhanger. Um, and then, um, yeah, from there I start, I, I would watch Batman, the animated series. And when I was a little bit older, I watched the Burton um, Batman films. Um, and then I went to a drive-in theater. My mom took us when she found out that Batman forever was going to be a little bit more kid-friendly Mm -hmm. Um, she took us to go see Batman Forever at a drive-in movie theater Uh, I remember that and so went and saw that I loved it as a kid Um, and then I couldn't wait for the next ones and when they released Batman and Robin um, I was I was 10 and so I loved it as a 10 year old I thought it was so much fun yeah and um, and then I was desperate to find out when the new Batman movie was coming on um, so i found batmanonfilm.com yeah um our good pals over there yep. when i was about 12 or 13 and i started posting on there um and kind of like grew in my fandom from there and so that's where i learned about uh batman year one and batman the long halloween and that the intention of batman was for it to be dark Mm-hmm. Um, which I kind of subconsciously knew. I mean, my favorite Batman movie um, when I was a little kid was Batman 89. So I yep. kind of I, I kind of knew that. So yeah, so from there, um, just started getting into the actual comics. In high school, I started reading comics. I, I had a comic book shop right around the corner from my high school. It was actually quite a bit of a walk, um, but I did it because I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. and so I um would walk down to the comic book shop um as a little kid and pick up Jim Lee's Batman Hush um series in high school I think I was a freshman in high school and that came out or it was like summer between freshman and sophomore year it doesn't matter it was a <laughs> time yeah um I was in high school and uh and yeah I just started reading them and of course um around that time started the new age of comic book movies. So uh, Spider-Man came out in 2002 that summer Mm -hmm. and uh, loved that movie. Um, Started reading other books, started reading Spider-Man. And I've just sort of kind of, my fandom kind of took off from there. Um, I was, uh, so I started reading other books, other characters and enjoying all of that stuff. So, yeah. It's, your story is so
0: is very similar to mine and i and i love that that like you're the way you're talking about it is just like it just making me so happy uh that especially it being a a family affair that mm-hmm. like your your mom helped you get into all that stuff and like my like my dad i think he i don't think he thought much of it it was just like oh i'll take him to go see these batman movies whatever and he didn't think much of it um and whereas like my mother was like really into it like uh, when the mask of Zorro came out um mm. she was i mean she was gaga for zorro um, great movie great yes, movie fantastic movie I love that movie I was just re-watching it the other night actually uh, and I was thinking about my mom and you know it was just it was it was kind of the same situation where I would ride my bike to the to the comic book store and get comics and and then I'd drive and then I'd go down to taco Bell and <laughs> you know get a taco for lunch or something in the summertime um yeah it, it's just it's funny how you know, I've was i talked about this before on the show, how I grew up with all this stuff and feeling like, and kind of isolated because I felt like people weren't into it like I was. And it wasn't until I got to high school and suddenly it's like, oh, there's a Spider-Man movie. There's an X-Men movie. There's all these movies. And suddenly everybody wants in on it. And I'm a little bit like, yeah, but I was in on it when I was like, quote unquote, age appropriate for it. And you all made fun of me. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. I know it's very funny how like I'm, especially my early high school days, I kind of hid that I was a comic book fan mm-hmm. because it wasn't cool. Right. It was like very nerdy to be a comic book fan. Yeah. And I feel like now I'm everybody's best friend because I have such an encyclopedic knowledge of these yep. characters. I And I, yep. when, pe- when people want to know about stuff, um, you know, like Black Widow came out. I got a slew of questions about Black Widow mm. and she's actually not a character I'm like terribly familiar with. Yeah. Um, from the comics, but I love Scarlett Johansson's version of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I would remind people of um, of moments, previous moments in the MCU mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that, that, that are tied to her origin. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the limited stuff that I know about her from the comics, um, you know, but yeah, but like, that's, that's uh, I, I'm kind of that go-to person. I'm kind of the person everybody texts now with questions about, fandom things um whether it be dc marvel star wars or um or whatever you know uh
0: totally i remember when thor came out and i was like my friends and i were like well let's go see thor and we were like we were out to dinner beforehand like so what's what's up with thor and i like talked about it for a while and then we went to go see the movie and it was just it just turned into like oh so like what does this mean or "What, what does that mean like what do you what do you think that that so Loki's not dead. He's coming back in the, in the next movie. I was like, I was like, well, no, he's going to be the villain in the Avengers movie. Like what's the Avengers. I'm like, oh, well that's like a whole other thing. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. Totally. Hey, JJ, something I want to mention that you talked about, um, with the mask of Zorro. Um, I recently rewatched the count of Monte Cristo Mm -hmm. and from that same era, I think, Mask of Zorro came out in 98. I have a weird memory, so I remember this kind of stuff. Oh, I'm the um, same way. Yeah, same way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mask of Zorro came out in 98, and Count of Monte Cristo with Kvizel came out in 2002 and Guy mm-hmm. Pierce. Yeah. And those movies to me feel like MCU movies. They have a very similar cadence to them. Hmm. And I almost wonder if, if like, the mcu writers and kevin feige are fans of those like action fantasy movies from the late 90s and early 2000s if they like saw the films because there were other films like that in that sort of era yeah and the pirate the original pirates of the caribbean is a little bit like that it Um, is yeah 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 and so it's like i wonder if um if they like saw those movies and are like, this is kind of the template we're gonna go off of in making our MCU movies. Um, I,
0: it must have been because Zorro is kind of a superhero, isn't he? Like it, mm-hmm. he does have it does have kind of a similar, um, you know, flavor to it that like the original Superman had in the sense that we don't see. I mean, we see Anthony Hopkins Zorro, but we don't see Antonio Banderas as Zorro till well into the movie. Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. so it's interesting that you know maybe they did frame it that way and then when feige started the mcu he was like well this is how we do it you know like Mm -hmm, you can mm -hmm. you can take the established lore that my mother was very familiar with that i really wasn't and just you know kind of distill it so that anybody can watch it and enjoy it
1: i think the thing the the way that i would distill it is that you can watch those movies on a saturday afternoon and feel completely and totally entertained yeah and like that's the mcu to me it's like yeah. it's if you're looking to be entertained there's nothing more entertaining that than a movie like that you know and same yeah. goes with pirates i think jungle cruise is going to be similar to that it's like that kind of a tone of a movie you yeah. know it's like very sorry to go off on that tangent I was no, just, no, but, no. It, but it's kind of related because yeah a- aquaman's a bit like that too well aquaman being this big sprawling adventure film and
0: it's funny to me i was thinking about this it's it's funny where you, a way to make fun of movies is to say like a bad movie is to say like it's, it's like they just threw a bunch of shit at the wall and, and you know said oh what's gonna stick whereas like with aquaman i think funnily enough a lot of the stuff was sticking to the wall right it's <laughs> like, oh let's give it some comedy oh it'll have some adventure oh it'll have a uh, family drama oh it'll have you know this big epic scope and then surprisingly and i credit a lot of that to james wan being just a genius filmmaker you know he could watch you know there's a there's like an indiana jones type of flavor to it there's obviously a superhero flavor to it there's a shakespeare flavor to it and it all works i i don't watch the movie and feel like yeah, why but why did they do that you know mm-hmm, i don't mm-hmm. i don't ever think it and the movie is just like you were saying before about like zorro and Uh, pirates or whatever it's like it's just fun to watch Mm -hmm, like you mm -hmm. know it's and no disrespect to man of steel or wonder woman or even batman v superman but those movies are very very serious you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this movie could have serious moments but really just not mind being like well it's also about a guy who swims and talks underwater it's and there's an octopus playing the drums
1: it's fine just just have fun with it you know what I mean? <laughs> I I love that you said that because I totally agree with you. I think mm. that I love that analogy of like throwing a bunch of things at the wall and seeing yeah. if anything sticks. And are are, are we just going to start talking about Aquaman now? Can we? Are Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get, cool. Yeah. Go right for it. Sweet. I love that this movie, I feel like the pitch was Indiana Jones mm. meets Star Wars underwater. Yeah yeah it was like (laughs) oh okay um oh and the main character talks to fish
0: yeah
1: right okay (laughs) and he's a superhero yep awesome and it's going to be all and oh and by the way we're not going to show him as a superhero for the vast majority of the film really until like the third act (laughs) yeah yeah like he's he's only going to be a superhero in the third act yeah um Aquaman is joyful. It takes a lot of risks. It's not afraid to be silly. Yeah. Um, and I love it for that. Yeah. You know? Um, you mentioned Wonder Woman earlier being a serious movie. It is a serious movie. Mm-hmm. It's also a very good movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that like uh I think Man of Steel is a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Um I think Batman versus Superman is kind of a downer of a movie, to be honest. I still, um, I still love it but yeah I, I get I, but I agree with you. <laughs> yeah I think that Aquaman for me is kind of the first DC film that came out that sort of embraced the fact that it's a comic book movie yeah. fully and just went for it and yeah. it's not is it as good as Wonder Woman? No mm-hmm. but it is for what it is it is a terrific achievement on the part of James Wan and
0: yeah.
1: um, when I rewatched it for this podcast, I rewatched it on my Dolby Atmos, Dolby Vision screen. So I watched it in Dolby Atmos, in Dolby Vision, mm-hmm. and I gotta tell you, this film is so gorgeous. The color, yeah, the like the skill in crafting each and every single frame of this movie.
0: Yeah,
1: it's so meticulously shot. Yeah, and edited and created because a lot of it's CGI. Mm-hmm. And credit for that goes to James Wan, who kind of has to set the vision for that, yeah. you know, and really communicate what yeah, he's looking for. It Absolutely. And
0: I, I knew he was going to be a good choice for the film, you know, right off the bat, because I, I'm a huge fan of, at least the first Saw, the rest of them I don't care about. But the mm-hmm. first Saw, I think, for my money, has one of the best twist endings in any movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, I think insidious and the conjuring and even the conjuring two um, didn't really care for insidious part two, but regardless are just some of the best horror movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Like mm-hmm. movies that I love rewatching because they're just, it to me, I I'm like, you know, as like a, I, I don't even want to say amateur, like a wannabe filmmaker I've never done. I've, I, i don't have patience to film myself on tiktok but like mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like i just i i'm like taking notes in my head i'm like okay so you just move the camera really slow and then and then you do that and oh my gosh and and then that's when the scare can happen and you know d- little stuff like that that he knew how to build the tension, but he also n- knows how to build the the smaller moments you know like the one of my favorite bits in the movie i was like cracking up at is probably based on jason momoa's real life is when he's in the bar with his father you know <laughs> and those guys totally. show up and and they're like oh you know can i get a picture and then as the pictures yeah, go I, on he gets like sillier and sillier yeah. i was like i bet that's jason momoa in real life
1: <laughs> i think you're 100 correct yes. yeah mm-hmm. but it's it's such a it's such a good moment because
0: i i kind of figured i'm like i they're not just going to do a fight. Right. Cause that would be really silly. So of course not doing a fight and instead doing the picture thing, I was like, well, that's a good, like subversion of the audience expectations because nobody wants to see that James Wan doesn't want to see that. He's a student of film, you know, like, like literally and figuratively, like he knows what he wants to see as a fan. So mm-hmm. he's not, mm-hmm. he's not half-assing mm-hmm. this. Unlike when the green lantern movie was made, it was sort of made to be made. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. I I enjoy a lot of that movie, and I talked to with uh, Chris Clow about that movie on my show, Mm. and and we both kind of agreed that it's 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 this close to perfect, like it just it it if if they had just put more passion and love into it, and James Wan who actually is a movie fan and wants to make great movies, he came at this saying, look, it's gonna be this big budget spectacle, but at the end of the day. It's about this family, it's about uniting cultures. It's very Shakespeare in that weird way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and it's gonna work,
1: you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. I agree with a hundred percent what she said. And I think with Aquaman, it was also on that edge of like either horrific or awesome. Yeah. And it and it's like awesome. Yeah. It like it works. Um, it totally works. Um, because James Wan just goes for it. Whereas I think Green Lantern was trying to have it both ways. These are two ridiculous concepts, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so it's like, I think the mistake that Green Lantern made was it was trying to be, take itself seriously in yeah. a sense. Whereas Aquaman doesn't take itself too seriously. And because it doesn't, it works. Yeah. And with some of these characters, you, that's how you have to do it. Yeah. Yeah you know, like, um, so I don't want to like fear off track too far from Aquaman, but you know, Harley Quinn is another example yeah. of, and I think like birds of prey was, was a well-made film again, but there's a lot of moments in that movie that are ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but Kathy Yan just went for it, you know, yeah. just like went for it and it worked, uh, because Margot Robbie's convincing. And it's... I think Jason Momoa is the same. He's convincing in this role. James Wan went for it. And because everybody's committed to going for it, it works. It, You know, I was thinking about this a lot and I was talking with my best friend about it. Um,
0: the interesting thing about this movie is that it, in a weird way, had the luxury of not having to follow Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yes. Okay? So it, if they had kept those Volku scenes from Zack Snyder's Justice League in the theatrical cut... That movie would look completely different.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, there's just mm-hmm. no
0: way around it. But because those things were cut, James Wan and his team—they were at a, a luxury to reinvent what Volku could be in their their movie, which I think was ultimately for the best. Because I remember watching, you know, and I and I really like Zack Snyder's Justice League, but I was watching it going, you know, what the problem with this movie? Not the fact that it's four hours long, <laughs> but the reason it's four hours long is because they're fitting in three origin stories in this movie Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. bogging the movie down Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. not not to i'm not trying to defend you know joss whedon's version which i think is a frankenstein hodgepodge of a movie but
1: does have its moments i will give it that um the superman stuff at the end is terrific in joss whedon's version. yes um actually one of
0: my favorite bits in the movie i don't like the way that batman is written necessarily because i think they Mm -hmm. wrote batman like a complete asshole in that movie Mm -hmm. but i do like when he says do you talk to fish you know which is a dumb line but uh arthur says it's the water that talks like it just seemed like it's such a simple way to explain his powers a little bit Mm -hmm. that i was like oh okay that actually kind of makes sense when you have the and it's the same sound effect from the um the 60s cartoon, right? The boop, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Nobody can see me at home, but I'm doing like the <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: sound waves off my forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that they kept that much in the same way that I love that the Spider-Man theme in the MCU Spider-Man movies is the 60s cartoon theme. It's just done mm-hmm. with an orchestra. Mm-hmm. I,
1: I mm-hmm. love those little callbacks. I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that... Um... I love the way that they presented, you know, and I, I, I also love the way that they sort of make the, because that's, you know, in the cartoon, <laughs> the, um, the the fish talking thing is kind of the main thing that Aquaman does. Right. and Whereas in this film, I feel like it's sort of a secondary thing. Yes. Um, this is like Aquaman commands the seven seas. That's sort of his superpower. Right. And he's... Um, which is, it's the same power, it's just presented a little bit differently. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think the other thing that's cool is making him the Superman of the sea. Mm-hmm. Like just making him like a really powerful Atlantean. Yeah. Um, you know, I love that. I love that aspect. I also love that they kept Atlanta alive because yes. I, I, yes. I love that, you know, Aquaman has two parents that are alive. Because it distinguishes him from every other hero <laughs> in the DC universe. Every other hero and every Disney princess. <laughs> yeah. For the most part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, with the exception of Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, whose mother is still alive, but she's yes. cut off from her. So right. it's like, it's a similar parent issues, you know? Right.
0: Um, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I thought the exact same thing. Because I was... When, like, the tidal wave happens and their truck gets caught in it, I was like, Well, here it is. Like, the dad's gonna die, and now he's gonna go avenge him in Atlantis. And when he, when Mara saved him, I was like, Oh, thank god. Like, again, like, just brilliant subversion of my expectations. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. they could, they could they have made it work? Sure. But am I over the moon glad that they didn't? You better fucking believe it, you know, <laughs> because it that's was...
1: that that is a much better. Um, that is a much, um, what is it? A much easier story to tell, you know, that would have been a much easier story to tell. Yeah. Um, but you know, John Wick is already a movie and it's already been done super well. Yes. So, (laughs) so we don't need, we don't need another story like that. I think that, you know, you're right. I think that subverting that expectation and making the story a little bit more, this is about, humanity. Uh, This is about uh, uh, surface and Atlantis coming together. That sort of conflict between cultures. Yeah. And I think that's the heart of this movie, really. It's like, yeah. Arthur reconciling himself. Yes. Uh, and, And not only that, but the
0: two of the big things that they did in this movie that really surprised me at the end of the day was keeping Atlanta alive uh like that was that was a great twist when she was there in that like little oasis or whatever it was that they went to Mm -hmm. i was like oh my god like i did not see that coming even though it it almost should have been obvious right like is nicole Kimming gonna sign on for like a two-minute cameo like probably not you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. um but the other thing is that that uh aquaman doesn't kill orm that Mm -hmm. he he Mm -hmm. leaves him alive and he wants and he even says like i want us to be brothers i want us to reconcile i was just I was sitting there going like in a weird way. It's like, this is like the anti-superhero movie. (laughs) Like the origin has changed. Like not that the origin has changed really, but the, the story is being flipped on its head. It's like, Oh, let's not kill a villain. Let's keep the parents alive. You know, let's, you know, let's, let's, and we can still give our hero a happy ending Mm -hmm. and it's like, Oh, you can do
1: that. Like, well, we can now. (laughs) Yeah, really. I mean, it's, you know, that that story's been done so many times i i think it was leaked uh dwayne the rock johnson leaked it that in the post flash dceu the heroes don't kill which is which is pretty cool actually i think i you're setting that up i think
0: uh i think that's really great because i think that having that philosophical debate you know which I think was kind of run. I, I watched Jupiter's legacy, but I think that that aspect of it was kind of run into the ground a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you know, I think it is an interesting debate because I like that, like, you know, like going back to Spider-Man, like he specifically says that in uh, homecoming, he's like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to kill anybody. You know, it's like, and he tries to save, you know, um, the Michael Keaton at the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, he does end up saving him, but he makes a point to yell it at him. He's like, I'm trying to save you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's it's the kind of stuff that I think, you know, I, I think about my kid, I think about growing up with these movies, that it, it, it meant something to me. So when people are like, you know, oh like the Punisher's my favorite because he just kills a bunch of people, I'm like, I'm like, well, I like the Punisher, I think John Bernthal was fantastic. But no, I don't I can't. I, I, I'm so embedded with that Superman and Batman philosophy, I mm-hmm. can't do it. I can't get on board with that, you know
1: yeah totally i think that um and yeah i think that aquaman um you know sparing orm um you could argue that uh that he might have intended to kill black manta yeah but he didn't right so you know black manta lives on to see another day he he did well i didn't say he didn't necessarily kill his father but Mm-hmm. He, he didn't
0: save him sort of that Batman begins paradox a little bit. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, yeah. But exactly. at,
0: at the same time, it's like, I, it, I don't know, maybe I'm a hypocrite, but I'm sort of like, I don't, that didn't bother me as much because like we said, he's not a superhero. So the third act in that mm-hmm. moment, he's like, this is, this is on you. Whereas later in the movie, he's like, no, it's on me. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, mm-hmm. you see that growth with him throughout the film. Um, and I think it's, uh, and that's a credit to Jason Momoa, who I, I will admit to not being impressed with for a long time, seeing him in in like random stuff here and there. And then it wasn't until like Justice League that I started to be like, oh, okay, maybe he does actually have some chops to him. Because um, mm-hmm. I never actually saw Game of Thrones. I'm like one of six people in the entire world. But
1: <laughs> He doesn't do that much in Game of Thrones, to be honest with you.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know he was in a remake of Conan, which I thought looked terrible anyway, mm-hmm. um, which is another thing. Like, Conan was its own thing and worked in the 80s. Like, is it going to work now? Probably not. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was back mm-hmm. in, like, 2013 or 14, something like that. But, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I think that uh, another thing that really makes this movie is they have this really stellar cast. You know, mm-hmm. we, uh, like Patrick Wilson as Orm, I mean, just i i mean i love patrick wilson and part of that is because of james wan he's put him in like all his movies (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but i think he's but i think he's really talented that he brings this intensity and you know depth to orm and i but you also but i never look at him as like well he's the he's the bad guy in the movie you know like he he's he's not he's not the good guy but he really isn't the bad guy what he's somewhere in the middle there right
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well he wants to protect the people of atlantis like yes. that is his motivation and he wants to you know he doesn't want um if i were to give this film like one little bit of criticism i would say maybe um kind of showing more of a a threat to atlantis mm-hmm. which minor sidebar there's a rig explosion when when orm is sort of explaining his motivation yeah do you you think that's the rig explosion from man of steel
0: no because she makes a point to say you mara makes a point to say you helped save the world with steppenwolf Uh, yeah so
1: yeah yeah anyway all that aside he I, I would say that there like there there should have been more of a an emphasis of that yeah um that being said i think they did a pretty good job of you know orm literally spells out to arthur this is why i'm doing what i'm doing yeah. you know um so he's got a point of view and all good villains have a little bit of a point of view yeah um i think that was the that was the strength of Zack snyder's justice league because steppenwolf was a much more rounded character yes than the theatrical version yeah which really really helped him um but yeah i think orm's sort of similar and i'm really glad that patrick wilson's going to return for the sequel yeah um even though he's not taking he's he's probably going to take he's probably going to be more like a loki um that being said, I really hope they don't turn Ocean Master into into a hero because that is not his MO in the comics at all.
0: Right. I mean his his whole goal, uh, have you ever seen the uh, the animated uh, Throne of Atlantis movie? Yes. Okay. So Sam whitworth's performance is stellar and I think Sam Witwer is, you know, a and he should be more of an acting legend than he is. Fortunately, I think he's more known around like geek circles than he is in the pop mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. But I thought he delivered such an amazing performance. And, um, and I love that that aspect of it was kept, you know, because obviously it's based on some of the same comics, right? The Jeff Johns comics from the new 52 mm-hmm. in this film where he's just like, you know, Oh, my bastard brother. And he doesn't think anything of him. He's, you know, it's it's sort of like <laughs> I I laughed a little bit. It's like it's like Harry Potter a little bit, always a mud blood. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. there there's some like uh it like racism there to you know to an extent. Um and it's it's just but it's and it's and it's wrong and it's hateful, but it's also he but he delivers it in a way where he's not being like just like an unjustified like maniac. He's just like look like this this is who we are this is what what i'm doing and they're in the way and they're going to kill us Mm -hmm. and and you know we look look at the world around us like you know that that video from a few weeks ago of the ocean being on
1: fire for god's sake like i'm sitting there going yeah orm was right (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah it's um it's definitely um you know orm has a point of view and um so that makes, that makes him a better villain. Um, yeah. And uh, um, I really like uh, Black Manta as well in this movie. A lot of people, you know, it was funny, and I used to kind of agree with this. A lot of people thought that Black Manta was kind of shoehorned into this movie. Mm. But I, upon a rewatch, I don't think that he is. I think that it's a part of establishing Aquaman's world. Yeah. And Black Manta is a big part of that. He's this arch enemy. Yeah. So, you know, I think that it works. And I think that him being so tied to his origin is, is going to work out in its favor um, in future sequels. Because in future see, I think part of what makes The Dark Knight so compelling
0: mm-hmm.
1: is it's literally this like sort of tour de force between Joker and Batman, right? Yeah. And I think that for an Aquaman sequel, I don't know if it's going to be Aquaman 2, but for an Aquaman sequel in the future, we're going to get that opportunity for a tour de force showdown between Black Manta and Aquaman. And I think that that's going to be terrific. I I,
0: I totally agree because I think that, like, first and foremost, it's, it's Yahya Abdul-Mateen who, like, whatever he touches turns to gold. Mm-hmm. You know, like... I
1: I, I remember saying this to, like, have you seen uh, HBO's Watchmen? I have. I am halfway through it. I started watching it and I haven't finished it yet, but yes. He, I mean, like, you know, from
0: that to the new Candyman I'm looking forward to. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just, I, I think that he's, he's an actor that he brings a lot to the role. And, you know, and, you know, his motivation is, is is very simple, too, isn't it? Like, you killed my father, I'm going to kill you. You know, kind of the Inigo Montoya of it. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but it doesn't. Um, but to me, I, I'm not sitting there thinking, oh, you know, like, how's yeah, yeah, he shoehorned it? I, I never really thought that. I thought, no, no, no. Like, he, he belongs in this movie because he's you know, here's consequences to Arthur's actions like I was talking about before, that come back to haunt him, you know, if he had just saved the dad, this probably wouldn't have happened, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's like, and and not only that, but and then he defeats him and then the post-credit scene is just like, like, oh, I'm going after Aquaman, it's like, and it's just like, oh, like, this guy is going to bring the thunder, and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited to see where that goes, because Black Manta in the comics, you know, you know he chops his hand off he kills his son i mean it's dark stuff and you know who knows if they're gonna go that far with it but um it's it's enough for me to get excited as a fan and think there's some really dark and scary places they can go with this you know just like there are dark and scary places they could go with the joker mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and saving that for another movie um I think, I think is definitely for the best, but I didn't think he was shoehorned in. I thought he, he had his place in the movie and I think it was perfect.
1: For sure, for sure. I agree with you hundred percent. And I agree with you. Yaya's performance is terrific. He's just like, he brings the right amount of intensity to the role. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you understand where he's coming from. He's upset that his father was murdered by Aquaman. Yep. Yep. And I think that he conveys that really, really well. Well, it's, it's funny when re-watching the movie, and like I said, there's
0: so much in it. Like, you know, they, they talk about, like, almost all of the Seven Kingdoms, which I guess I, I I didn't realize to rewatching it that they didn't get to all of them because the second one's going to be called Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. So, like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, there's one. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, they talk about, like, the brine and the fishermen and uh, Dijmon Hisu, or I, however the heck you say his name. I'm so sorry. I'm mispronouncing his name terribly. Mm-hmm. Um But, you know, the wizard
1: from Shazam, he's also in this movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, and he's probably going to be in Black Adam, too, from the looks of the concept art.
0: Yeah, yeah, that we Mm -hmm. saw at uh, fandom. Yeah, yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I I remember being excited that he was in the movie and he had kind of a small part. But uh, at the same time, it's like this movie is just littered with really great actors and really kind of random actors, too, because you have Dolph Lundgren as king nearest right <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh like where it was like it's like where the hell did he come from in this but um yeah but i thought that you know he's he's another person i think that is kind of underrated a little bit because i think everybody just so, sort of associates him with ivan drago that it's it's hard to think of him as anything else but i think they did a good job with like the makeup and everything that he he could be this new character that i could kind of get into and root for or root against or
1: whichever scene he was in right (laughs) i've got to tell you i was actually struck by how well dolph did um you know dolph is acting against patrick wilson academy award nominated actor yep willem defoe academy award winning actor yep and dolph holds his own i mean he really does against these guys and granted this isn't you know you know it it's aquaman that being said (laughs) I think Defoe and um, Patrick Wilson are both bringing bringing it to their roles. yeah. and so the fact, sorry, my dog's in the background. The fact, right. that, um, the fact that the fact that Dolph holds his own is is really good, you know yeah he I think he he brings a lot of gravitas to the role that
0: I yeah, okay like the second he shows up, I'm like, oh, he's a king. like mm-hmm, he, he mm-hmm. just presents himself that way. and I like that Orm. You know, as as much as uh I was talking up Sam Witwer from um, Throne of Atlantis animated, um, I think the issue I have, if I had any issue with that movie, it's 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 more the writing than anything, and it's not a bad thing necessarily. It's just that Orm in that movie is very, he's clearly insecure. He's co- clearly trying to hold on to the throne of Atlantis because that's he feels that's his birthright. You know, it's not you, you bastard son. It's mine. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas don't feel and it's not a bad performance it's not bad writing it's just different whereas in this version of it i don't feel that way with patrick wilson he doesn't seem like a like a you like he's scared of arthur or like intimidated or insecure he just is like you know like a little bit like zod i guess in man of steel right you know what i'm doing is for the good of my people mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. so there's more conviction there and not really any insecurity not any You know, he's not afraid. He's just like, nope, this is the right way to go. And that's what I'm going to do. And I think the CGI on his costume and his helmet, you know, when I saw all that, you know, like in the promo materials and then finally in the movie, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe they're doing it.
1: (laughs) I know it's it's really it's well done. I don't know, like, because what I'm going to say is going to sound like a criticism, but I don't mean it as a criticism. I actually mean it as a compliment. It looks like CGI, but it's really well done. Yeah,
0: it. I. I actually kind of like that. Was something with Green Lantern. I didn't mind the suit being CGI Mm because that kind of it makes sense, right? Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the suit's a construct mm -hmm. from the ring, that makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. The execution is, you know, say what you will, Uh, but I didn't mind it. Like, that's if I haven't the gripes I have with that movie. That's probably very tiny, tiny on the list if it's on the list. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whereas this movie, I. I just, I just like that it's it's hard not to tell it's CGI because like, you know, especially almost like literally every scene in Atlantis is. And it's tough to separate that a little bit. But at the same time, the movie's so engaging and fun. And I don't... You just kind of get lost in a little bit that you could just kind of be a kid and just watch it. Like we watched, you know, like Batman the Anime Series or Batman 66. And just like yeah like this this is fun this is what these mm-hmm. movies should be and no offense mm-hmm. to wonder woman as being a more serious type of movie but yeah like sometimes like we just want these movies to be some just have some fucking fun
1: you know yeah yeah totally you know um on that point i think that and we're talking about costumes yeah i think it's a worthy thing to bring up they went there for both aquaman and black manta in the yes. costumes yes yes They went there and they brought it, and I loved it.
0: It, You know, it's funny. I went to New York Comic Con before the movie came out in 2018, that um, October, and so the preview premiered uh, one of the nights I was there, like like Thursday or Friday, whatever it was. I think it was, I want to say it was Friday. And I, you know, so when I got back to my hotel, I watched it, and so that preview ends with him coming out of the waterfall in the uh, the orange costume, orange green costume. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I can't believe they're doing it. You know, like, that was my first thought. And, you know, I was like, watched it a couple more times. I'm like, it looks good. Like, they, they mm-hmm. made it look good. Mm-hmm. And, then I, um, and then I got to meet Jason Momoa the next day. I was in line. I bought a ticket to do, like, a, you know, autograph and everything. And, like, it mm-hmm. was funny getting, when I talked about earlier, like, the bar scene is definitely Jason Momoa in real life. Like, his publicist or whoever was with him, It was going up and down the aisle going like, all right, guys, like he's going to sign stuff and that's it. You know, like, cause if you try talking to him, he'll, he'll, he'll be here all day. He loves talking to his fans, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, okay. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I get up there. He's got like a man bun. He's signing stuff. He's shaking hands. He's saying hi. I got up there. I was like, man, I watched the trailer last night. He was like, yeah, it's fun. Right. I was like, Yeah. yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to the movie. And he was like, Hey, it was really great meeting you. And he shook my hand and I felt like, like you know just to be on that tangent for another second like it he felt genuine to me like okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he was he was excited to meet me I actually met Zachary Levi a couple days ahead of time I felt the same way with him he seemed like he was genuinely excited to meet me and was and they were fun to talk to even for just a few seconds um and the funny thing is that I thought like man Jason Momoa here he is with a man bun here he is in the aquaman costume one of the most ridiculous costumes ever made and how is he pulling them uh, both off? Like, that's not fair.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he he looks great in the costume. And it's yeah. like, um, sorry, JJ, confession. I'm ordering dinner at the same time I'm talking to you. <laughs> You're
0: fine. <laughs> um,
1: um, but yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think that he um, he absolutely, like, sells it. I think this yeah. is the kind of the thing we keep coming back to. Is you know they um, they sell it every single time, you know the costume, the 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 like the ridiculousness of everything. It's like it's um it's absolutely perfect. Yeah. And so um so that's a lesson to filmmakers, people doing movies about comic books, just go for it, just make it happen.
0: It you know it it there's a lot of truth to that. Like the I feel like the, as the marvel movies have gone on they they were more inclined to embrace more of the comic bookiness of it you know because Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you have you have like uh, the first spider-man movie which is like well we have to explain why green green goblin has the glider right it's like oh it's a military contract and that's a flight suit and then he's Mm -hmm. got the helmet like okay sure why not um you know same with like the x-men they're gonna wear these matching uniforms you know okay and then as the movies went on it was like by the time they get to the Avengers they're just like they're all in different costumes it's fine just just go with it mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. they for the mm-hmm. most part all look comic book accurate mm-hmm. and you know we get to Aquaman I never in a million years thought we'd see the orange and green you mm-hmm. know there mm-hmm. was um, yeah, I'm, you've seen Smallville I imagine? Yes okay so I imagine it would you know it's like that was the last time we're going to see any sort of semblance right just like Alan Richson wearing like an orange t-shirt and like green swim trunks right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm. no 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 we have Jason Momoa in this you know multi-million dollar movie <laughs> mm-hmm, wearing it mm-hmm. and looking fantastic yeah. and I was just like that, we gotta get more of this you know like this is incredible you know another thing I never thought I'd see is like the, the grey and the black with Batman mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. I was like oh it's always gonna be the black the black and yellow or just black or whatever um, and i was just like oh well i
1: hope you enjoyed it while it lasted
0: because (laughs) michael keaton will probably not be wearing that michael
1: keaton will probably be wearing all black yeah that's my guess
0: well that's that's fine with me because that's that looks good on Michael. me too that's how he should look yes um yeah that's a slightly different situation but maybe Mm. maybe the new Batgirl, um leslie grace as of this recording she was just yes Uh, great choice I, I, I'm not familiar with her work, but I was reading some of the tweets and stuff. Our friends at Let's Go were very, very excited. I'm like, I'll can take you, their word can, for it.
1: Can you stomach a musical, movie musical? Oh, I love musicals. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. You should watch In the Heights. Okay. She's terrific. And everybody actually, if you're watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, you should watch In the Heights. Great yeah. movie. Didn't get the love it deserved. It should have been like the fun summer movie. Didn't take off. It's a great, great film.
0: I think a lot of that can probably be chalked up to COVID. Um, Yes. Hopefully, you know, we'll, Mm -hmm. we'll see, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but I think, uh, but, you know, getting to see these uh, like comic accurate costumes with, with Orm, with um, Black Manta, with, uh, with Aquaman and with Mara too, is Mm -hmm. just, uh, you know, like blows my mind that like, Oh, like they're, they're pulling all of it off. You know, they're all great. And, I hesitate with Amber Heard a little bit just because of like kind of the controversy
1: around her and Johnny Depp and everything. So it's it's a little bit She of- does she does an activity in the restroom and I'm not like that in bed. And I'm not trying to be dirty or anything like that. I mean literally she does something that you would do sitting in the in the restroom in beds apparently. So well, that was- allegedly. Allegedly allegedly
0: that's, that's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> feel feel free to cut that out jj <laughs> oh no that, that one's staying you know <laughs> but no, i you know and that's that's some like separating the art from the artist kind of a thing and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know I, who knows what happened between the two of them my yeah. my thoughts on knowing couples that have been through traumatic experiences that nobody's really innocent in the
1: situation um I've always been told there's three sides to every story. There's party one side, party two side, and what really happened, which is probably somewhere between the two. Uh, yes,
0: I, I agree with that. Um mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. I think my my mom used to say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um but it's you know, and, and you know, and that's so you know, her personal life is whatever, but I I do think she does a good job in the movie, I think. I do too. Yeah, she, you know, she's, and, and I think it's, it's actually, I, I like her a lot more in this movie than I did in, in Justice League, and even in Zack Snyder's Justice League. I, I did like, in I did not like in Zack Snyder's Justice League, the, the kind of the, the whale cooing that they did to talk to each other.
1: And um, the terrible British accent that she does the, in it.
0: Very strange. Which I don't think she had in the theatrical Justice League. No,
1: they they had her come in and re-record the lines because it just sounded so terrible.
0: Yeah, and it's like, well, let's just keep her American in the uh, in the Aquaman movie, and it'll just track (laughs) better. And that just like cracked me up a little bit. But um, you know, it's funny. You know, talking about all this, um, you know, and how this movie looks the way it looks, probably because of Zack Snyder exiting the DC movies when he did, you know, for tragic reasons, of course. But, um, I think ultimately maybe for the best, because I feel like the story he was going to tell with his Justice League movies was sort of a finite ending that mm-hmm. I think, you know, and I have kind of my gripes with the MCU now where it's like, I miss Tony Stark. I miss Steve mm-hmm. Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like we, I still have these, this amazing, like murderers row of characters to get excited about. um, and, and so, and on their side of it, it would just been very finite would have been kind of, you know, like you said, Batman v Superman was kind of a downer It would have been kind of a downer, you know, it just, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it it would have ended the way it would have ended and we probably wouldn't have gotten this Aquaman movie, you know, for better or for worse, and probably for worse, because I think this movie, much like Shazam, months later, it, they're just so much fun to watch, but they're also not, I, I don't feel like I'm watching a dumb movie.
1: You yes, know? like I, I agree.
0: I'm, I'm, you know, it like the first Transformers movie, I really dig. I think it's a ton of fun to watch that movie. Not a lot. You don't need a lot of like, it's just not a lot of heart to it, you know, mm-hmm, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. as much as they kind of tried, I think with this movie and, you know, and Shazam and all these others going forward, there's there's a lot of heart there. There's a lot of like having that family theme, having, you know, Arthur be the son of two worlds and he can't reconcile with either of them. Having... insert
1: insert vin diesel family meme going
0: <laughs> yes. Around. yes um and you know in shazam kind of in a in a different way with the family theme of the being the family that not the family that not you're born into but the one that you make and the one that accepts you um mm-hmm. mm-hmm. things both themes you know even if we grew up in like you know kind of the norman Rockwell or some other version of you know whatever family we grew up with we can still relate to these types
1: of stories and i think that that that's that's priceless you know totally i 100 percent agree i am often accused and have been harassed by quote-unquote zaddies (laughs) um of being a zack snyder hater Mm -hmm. i'm not an i am in fact not a zack snyder hater Um, I love 300. I love Watchmen. I love two thirds of man of steel and I love Zack Snyder's justice league. I think it's terrific film. Yep. Um, I liked army of the dead. I thought it was on balance. Good. Um, so I, but I agree with you that I think that telling a finite story like that would have been a mistake and it's far better to keep these stories open-ended tell you know i i actually quite like in contrast to marvel i quite like dc's approach of telling self-contained stories within the films themselves yeah that doesn't mean that you know i know our friends over at batman on film would just love it if these characters all existed in their own worlds right and has as have as they have been corrected by uh the mysterious dc films gal um twitter account (laughs) That is not the case. Uh, they all do exist in the same world. Um, <laughs> but what I think Bill and the guys at Batman on film are picking up on, which I agree with them on, is I like how each film is self-contained. Yeah. They might have characters from other sort of franchises in, in them, but they're telling a story within their films. Yes. Um, whereas the Marvel universe, especially now, post-Endgame, my goodness, if you are thinking I'm just going to skip the TV series and watch the films, you're making a big mistake. There is a story being told yes, a- across the medium. Um, and there's actually two stories being told. We don't have to get all into this, but mm-hmm. there's two stories being told the cosmic side, the grounded side. Yeah. And yeah. Anyways, I'm excited to see what unfolds. But that being said, I appreciate that DC is keeping it kind of, you know, keeping the stories confined to one film. I think that's that's really there's drawbacks to that. It doesn't allow for, oh, I saw Black Widow. Yeah. Spoiler. Now I'm really excited for Hawkeye because Florence Pugh's gonna be in it. Right. Um, you don't you don't get that as much in DC. That being said, I think the films are better because they're more contained. There, there's, I mean, there's pros and cons to both, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I I felt that way
0: when Man of Steel came out that I felt like there were little hints here and there. Like the, one of the satellites they crash into says Wayne Enterprise is on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like a LexCorp truck, you know, in it. So, but at the same time, like Man of Steel is is kind of a one and done. Like it could have ended there and been a complete Superman story, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, there's pros and cons to both approaches, because sometimes it's like with the MCU, it's a little overwhelming. I mean, there's no way around that. Uh, but with, um, with DC, I, I do love the self-containedness. And there was uh, um, a feeling of, um, like, when uh, Supergirl's costume was revealed in the, the Flash photo, uh, that Andy Machete's shared not the set photos um i i thought there's a part of me that was bummed just in kind of a mean way where i was just like i wish it had been something different just just to piss off those zaddies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i wish it had been some other super girl logo but it's fine you know there there's still some sort of connected tissue here uh which is fine but i also like that you know we I think it was you that said it that I you or somebody else that tweeted not long ago that I really liked that was like, well, Ezra Miller's still the Flash, Gal Gadot still Wonder Woman, Jason Momo's still Aquaman. Like it's we
1: isn't that still the Snyderverse? Yeah, I think it might have been on a podcast that I said that or okay. something like that. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah, it was with Justin Kalowski. Um Okay. Yeah um yeah we we talked about that on uh, on the on my podcast yeah. yeah we were talking about how like still the Snyderverse. i mean it's the dc universe established by zach snyder still yeah. and yeah.
0: and i and i think that if we never get the those justice league two and three that he wanted to make mm-hmm. it, is is that a bummer kind of because they did sound good but also like i don't know like would we have gotten michael keaton coming back as batman probably not you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. would we be getting this black adam movie with the justice society probably Mm not like Mm -hmm. aquaman and shazam would probably look completely different um maybe shazam not so much but um because you know it it referenced a lot of what happened in the other movies but uh you know i think that you know wonder woman 84 you know take it or leave it looks the way it looks because patty jenkins had some freedom to do whatever the hell she wanted with that movie you know yeah
1: yeah this is the mistake this is the perpetual mistake of Warner Brothers granted Mm. I will say this I love Wonder Woman 1984 I think it's a great movie yes and I think that there are you know there's definitely some things I would have done differently yeah but I totally get what Patty was doing and I love it I for what it is I think it's it's great it's a well-made movie performances are good there's you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I think my chief complaint about complaint about it is that it's a little slow in the first act first and beginning of second act.
0: Yeah. But
1: other than that, I think it's a great movie. And, um, uh, but I will say that for people who didn't like it, the reason Wonder Woman 1984 is the way that it is, is because Patty had full creative freedom. Yeah. And I'm sorry, you want to blame Jeff Johns for it as zaddies do, yeah. um, Jeff Johns is a co-writer with Patty Jenkins. Yep. Uh, He has executive producer credit on it, but the person in the driver's seat for that movie was Patty. Yep. And Patty wanted to make a tribute to her childhood. She wanted to make a tribute to the Richard Donner Superman movies and the Wonder Woman TV series. Yep. And in that respect, it works. I, a hundred percent. And I think that, you know,
0: and, and, like you said, I, I'm not a Zack Snyder detractor. I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love I I like Dawn of the Dead is like a Halloween favorite for me. Mm-hmm, um, I mm-hmm. actually kind of prefer his over the George Romero, if I'm being honest, which is probably sacrilege to a whole other group of people. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> um, yeah. But it's you know I I think that's an exciting movie. I think it has a lot of heart and stuff in it. Also, it has Phil Dunphy when he was a complete asshole.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when
0: I started watching Modern Family, I'm like, "That's the same guy? Oh my god!" Um, but at the same time, it's like, I think Zach made great movies, and I think that it's it's fine that he's done. Like he, mm-hmm. I, I watched that bit he did with uh, Stephen Colbert, and I thought it was funny. Um, you know what I'm talking about where they did like I think so yeah if if the late show was directed by Zack Snyder yes yes so that was Mm -hmm. that was pretty funny um and you know I I wouldn't be opposed if Warner Brothers and him you know you know shook hands and made up and he came back for some other random movie I I think that'd be great or if he went to Marvel I think that'd be great too um but you know at the end of the day it's like you know something you know to get slightly personal it's like something i talk about you know with my therapist right it's like kind of the living in reality right it's like well here's the reality that you have to live with you, you may not like it but you have to live with it right mm-hmm. and this is the reality that we're living in is that he's no longer with warner brothers and they're doing just fine with all the stuff i you know dwayne johns johnson's posts i can't wait for black adam i think it's mm-hmm. gonna be spectacular mm-hmm. you know shazam shazam 2 the flash of course you know like uh, and obviously the batman that you know our uh, our bof friends are you know jazz, super jazzed about like this is just this is the way it is and i i'm i can't wait mm-hmm.
1: yeah no i i i totally agree with you i think it was with you i i mentioned uh you i i asked twitter what DC event films they would like to see done and you responded I think was it you who responded with Doomsday Clock. Yes. And, yes. and then I said it was it would be the one movie that I would be okay with Zack Snyder returning for. Yeah. And and you said, mm. I think that I would go in a different direction or something like that. Yeah. Well,
0: I but, just because I think Doomsday Clock does have a hopeful ending, and I don't think Zack Snyder is that great at the hopeful endings.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it, Superman is a large component of Doomsday Clock, so yes. it would have to be. Yeah. I I would love to see Billy
0: Crudup again as Doctor Manhattan, um, but uh, at the same time, it's like. I also wouldn't mind if Jeremy Irons, you know, if they did that kind of thing where he, he was Adrian Biden and who knows, Mm -hmm, Uh, but mm -hmm. you know, who knows if they're going to go that route or whatever. Uh, I highly doubt it, but, uh, but you know, Josh, this, this was so much fun finally getting to sit down with you and do this. Yeah, Uh, it was great. um, If people are looking for you out there in the, uh, in the worldwide
1: ocean of Twitter and such, where can they find you? you can find me at Josh loves this. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm doing right now. I'm not doing a lot of like, this is, I, I I'm, I'm not doing a lot of recording because I don't have a lot of time at the moment. Um, but I am doing, uh, I do it. I, I am currently in the midst of, I have a podcast in the can that I'm editing and putting together <laughs> poor Ryan Haas recorded it like three months ago. Um, but it's an evergreen sort of topic. So I'm going to, I'm going to edit it and post it. Um, and then, uh, I'm going to try and get back in the podcast, my own show, um, bandwagon. Um, and then I record about once a month, I do a recording with, um, Adam. Um, uh, we record Adam Leafs fan on Twitter. Okay. Um, um, and uh, I record a, a, a retrospective of Batman the Animated Series with him oh. once a month called Back to the Bat Cave. so you can check that out mm. as well. Um, it's been a lot of fun. We're doing a kind of unique viewing order, and it's been great revisiting that series and kind of like going over all of that stuff. So, um, you know, all of that stuff is available on my Twitter profile, and uh, you can check it out there. So. Um, I
0: did not know about that Batman one, so I will definitely have to
1: check that out. Yeah, um, it's great. It's a great conversation. We yeah. we talk about it a lot. Last time it was funny. Last time we had um, we had uh, we we watched two episodes that were kind of on the lower tier, if we're going to be honest, of DC. Sure. And um, or sorry, Batman the animated animated series, which is rare because it's such a terrific show. Right. And we ended up spending about the first forty minutes talking about DC news. and um and stuff like that so that was uh that was a lot of fun but um but yeah it's it's a great show great podcast very proud of it adam's a good guy i like talking uh to him and uh being on that show so definitely check it out for
0: sure i i definitely will um uh, thank you again josh for joining me um you know we, uh, you know, it's so funny in this weird podcast world, the random people that you get to meet that you pro- that I probably never would have met you otherwise. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that I did. You know, you're talking about your origin story. And I was like, I was like, we, we have such similar stories. It's great. I'm, and, uh, you know, I, I say this to every guest, but, you know, we'll definitely get you back soon. Um, there's so much to, uh, you know, like, like we were just talking about, there's so much amazing stuff coming out. There's, there's nothing, there's no
1: running out of topics, really. Absolutely. JJ, thank you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed talking to you about Aquaman. Uh, Great movie. I'm really looking forward to the sequel. And um, yeah, we'll have to see if Jason Momoa is a full blonde. That's the Twitter, the Twitter chatter right now. I, I read about that. I don't, I'd be very surprised if he had
0: kind of the, the Orm look in it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, I would be too, but I think
1: we're going to get what we got in Aquaman, to be honest. I'd be fine with with
0: that. I thought you looked great that way. So (laughs) that was fine with me.
1: Uh, All right, man. Well, thank, thank you
0: again for joining me and uh, to all you listening out there, you know, if you have the opportunity to protect your home by fighting some giant sea crab and getting a trident, You should do that because you'll save a lot of lives. That's my advice to you out there. I am not going to do it. My family's fine. But if your family needs it, go for it. All right. And we're done.